Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast show. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Cheers and Spears for sponsoring this episode. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Um, hope you enjoyed last week's episode. We kind of did a retread of an episode no one had heard about. Uh, it was our After Dark episode after a uh, after a heavily drinking uh, smorgasbord. Where <laughs> I, th- I think by the time we recorded that second part, dude, I think I was pretty much in the bag. Yeah, I was. I was pretty much toast. So, uh, so so we took a couple weeks off of recording so we because we recorded enough to get us through two weeks ago and then i screwed up the scheduling of everything so we just reused an old episode so this is probably the first time we've recorded and probably about three weeks or so maybe four yeah yeah it's been a minute so, so um, we got some updates uh we both went on some vacations i finally got the tahoe back or the yukon got that back so I can actually drive it now. Um, you'll you'll never guess what I mean. I, I, I might have told you what happened with the we changed out some parts and some stuff just did not work. Um, let's see what else. Um, planted some other trips to go uh, RVing, and we were actually looking to trade in. Actually, at first we thought about selling it, and then we were like, well. You know, maybe we'll go into a different type uh, so we can get into that, too. Sure. Well, it's funny because Lindsay and I have been talking about maybe in the future getting one. So, um, you know, because because uh, my middle, he went on a trip with some friends to Jellystone and oh, they have yeah. a, they have a tow behind. They have a trailer uh-huh. and he really liked it. And my wife wanted it before they left and she thought it was so cool and how, you know, much, st- you know room and stuff so we could get we can probably you know we'll, we'll get into talking about the pros and cons of a tow behind versus class a versus you know all the other stuff so definitely um, yeah so, so so we just got back uh we went up to providence and then we went to uh, martha's vineyard to see my aunt we try and go see her every we used to go every year and then we we took a covid year off and then we took last year off so we hadn't been in two years but my girls really like going up and seeing my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins. So my aunt had kids late. So her children are my first cousins. Um, they're about 23, 24. So they're actually as old as my second nephew. Okay. My second oldest nephew. <laughs> so I, I never really like inter- interacted too much with them when they were younger, but I've been trying, like we try to make an effort now that they're older. Um, so we go up there, we have a good time, um, flew into Providence, uh, hung out in Providence for about, well, I shouldn't say we hung out in Providence. We flew into Providence. Then we actually drove to Boston. Okay. Um, we were just looking for something to do kind of impromptu. And so we drove up to Boston and we were going to do a duck tour, which duck? the duck tour, the duck like boats. A, oh, a DKU, DKUW, whatever they call them, like the old World War II, like amphibious boat truck type of thing yeah that they repurpose for stupid tourists like me right right yeah yeah okay uh no longer storming the beaches of normandy now they're just putzing around boston in the in the harbor so <laughs> um, yeah we got there and the next available one was six hours from when we got there so we got there around noon next boat was six we're like oh hell no yeah so we ended up doing the most touristy thing in Boston you could do, which was we got, um, we did the city bus tour. And it basically just does a loop around the city, gives you a whole bunch of historical facts, and mm-hmm. and you can get off and on whenever you want. Oh, cool. cool. So we decided we were going to do the whole loop. And then we got off at the, the second stop. So for us, there I think there were eight stops. So we did... Uh, we essentially got off of the ninth stop. <laughs> okay. And of course we did, um, we did the, my favorite fat boy thing, which was go to a bakery in the North oh, nice. end. 
Okay. An Italian bakery uh, got way too much stuff because <laughs> it all looks so good. And I'm like, that's one thing I don't think we have around here. We don't have like a true uh, Italian bakery. I think maybe in Baltimore, Little Italy might have one. Yeah, yeah, there. you're right. Yeah. yeah. But like around here, no. And we used to go, go to one. So when I was a little kid, we lived in New Jersey outside of Philadelphia. We did this place called Del Buono's. And it doesn't get much more Italian than that. And Del Buono's, like, you could get the rolls as they were coming off the conveyor belt out of the oven. Like, they're so hot, they'd burn your hands. And you just put them into a paper bag, and they charge you per bag. So if you put, like, three rolls in it, you pay the same price as if you put a dozen rolls in it. Yeah. So one time I went, um, I was coming back from New York, and I stopped at Del Buono's. I got a bag of rolls. I was like, hmm, what do these rolls need? Ah, they need butter. So I stopped at a store and bought butter, like a true fatty, just driving home, eating rolls and butter. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, you even got to the point where you put butter on them. Fresh rolls from a, an Italian bakery like that, man, I would just, I'd probably stuff that in my face immediately. Well, I was doing that initially, and then I knew they were going to get warmer. Or they they're going to cool. They are going to need something else. So, yeah, I had a, a butter in a car. Like Most people have, like, I don't know, what's road trip food like? You know, a bag of chips or Doritos and like gummy worms or something. Nope, butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, by the way, it's when, when we went to Providence, we we uh, we rented a car. You know, so if I were to ask you what three row SUV that uh, auto bloggers and uh, Motor Trend, which one do they usually say is the best? If you had to guess. Well, I know they love the Mazdas because they're sporty. Bingo. That was the yeah. one we got. Oh, yeah? We got, we got a Mazda CX-9. Uh-huh. I freaking hated the thing. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I couldn't stand it. So if you're a larger dude, I mean, stature-wise, height-wise, I'm not that big. But I, I don't know. Maybe I just sit in a driver's seat with my legs out too wide. I don't know. But my left leg is be- like pushed up against the door. My right leg is pushed up against the center console, and they're not soft padded, so they hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. The brake pedal is way too close to the accelerator. Okay. And the-, the accelerator is like hidden to the right of the center console. So, like, my not that my leg was like bent outward, but like it was kind of like it was awkwardly angled so i could get to the accelerator so like you had to get like what you had like reach your toes like behind the center console to get to the is that what you're saying like like, like my foot fit behind but mm-hmm. like my foot was definitely like further outside of my knee than it normally would be right if i was driving a car like if, if i sit in any of my other cars like my knee is probably about the same width away like the same width as my foot Mm-hmm. But not in this. This I had like cocked the like I had a the knee was like pressed against the center console and my foot was to the outside of that. Right. And hmm. it's like hard plastic and just like rubbing on my it that was horrible. Yeah. And then the infotainment system on that thing blows straight oh, okay. up. <laughs> it, so it's not a touchscreen. So you got to do everything with the rotary knob and the push. Oh, button. I hate those. I was Why like, they use a touchscreen? Yeah. Everything has a touchscreen on it now. Like, so I'm used to a touchscreen with Android Auto. That's what my Chevy's got. Um, my wife's Ford Edge has a touchscreen that just has their sync system or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact I had to hit like a back button seven times to get out of an app to get back to the map. Oh, like, yeah, I wanted to shoot the thing by the time I was done with it. Yeah, because even like the Toyota, like in our Sienna, it has like the stuff you want to use all the time. It has its own like button on the touchscreen. So you- if you want to like your map, like you just hit map and it goes to map. Right. Or if yeah. you want to get back, if you want to go back to radio, you hit the back button and you can hit the radio button. Yeah. Not this thing. No, no. Like if I wanted to go to Spotify to play a song, I had to make like three clicks to get into Spotify 
And then if I want to get back to the map, I got to hit the back button seven times just wow. to get back to the stupid map. I was like, this is the dumbest system I've ever seen. How, like, the only way people think that's a good system is if they've never driven anything else. Yeah. Well, or there's probably people that have like, uh, remember when BMW came out with iDrive? Yes. And everyone hated iDrive. It had a stupid, similar system. It had a, a rotary knob like the size of a can of dip. But the knob turned, and then it also, you can push it straight down, or you can move it left and right like a joystick. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that were buying these things, like these were coming on 5 Series and 7 Series, were like your baby boomer age people who had no idea what they were doing with it. So a buddy of mine worked for BMW. He actually worked for the BMW here in Arnold. And their tech, they would pay to program their iDrive system for them. So they'd sit <laughs> in the car. And these people would pay, like, whatever the going labor rate was, like $150 an hour for their the tech to sit in there and say, okay, now this is, we're going to program this and this and this and this and this. Like, it was just, they were, they're awful. So I don't know why they just don't stick with stuff that's tried and true. Like, oh, we're going to be different. Why? <laughs> like, just do it the same way everyone else, like, that's the way that works. I mean, don't worry, I like that screen width that they have in there, but it's it's like that tablet style that you hate. Oh, like the, it's like in addition. Yeah. Why do they do that? They slap it right on top of the dash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you have a car with a beautiful interior and then like an iPad stuck to it. Like mm-hmm. I could have stuck the iPad to my dash using this amount. Right. Like that's how it is. It's dumb. So, so I, so I didn't like it for those reasons. I didn't think it drove all that well. Like, if you're going to buy a three-row SUV, I don't need it to be sporty. Well, that's the problem with everything now is you're making everything sporty mm-hmm. because the designers want to they want to finish number one in the car and driver top ten list, and these guys are all race car drivers. It's like, oh, I like a stiff suspension. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe I just want to cruise and kill miles and not be fatigued at the end of my trip. So, you know, not everyone's driving like 24 hours at Le Mans. Like, if I'm just trying to drive to Wilmington, North Carolina. I just want to kill miles. I want to turn my brain off and set the cruise and go. And I wish it had autopilot because I'd set that too. But <laughs> it was funny. And if I put any weight on the center console, like where the armrest is, mm-hmm. I swear to God, I thought I was going to bust through it. Wow. It was that cheaply made. Hmm. And then the, so it, it has a four cylinder engine with a turbo on a, on a vehicle that big on a CX nine. Yeah. Was it slow? It wasn't slow, but with a vehicle that big, the four cylinders got to put out some RPMs to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So even at like 2,400 RPMs going like 65, 70, 75, whatever, because it's not very sound deadened, all you hear is the buzz of that four cylinder. Yeah. Whereas with like a six cylinder, like in, in your Sienna, Mm-hmm. The six cylinders are because I mean, they don't, they're not running at such high RPMs, but six cylinders and eight cylinders are generally quieter on the highway than a four cylinder because it doesn't have to have the RPMs up as high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause if I'm, if I'm in my Sienna doing 70, like I'm barely touching 3000. Like it's yeah. just, it's just right in that little area and it's happy and it, it's like I don't hear the engine. Um, and you know, different kinds of cars for different types of things. Like, you know, if if I had a sports sedan, I might want to hear the engine thrash around a little bit. Right. But in my minivan, I don't want to hear shit. I don't, right. I just want it to go. Right. <laughs> I don't right. want to think about it. I want it to be an appliance. Like I want my refrigerator to just run. I don't want to think about it. That's how the minivan is. It's an appliance. You know, it's not a sports sedan or you know, and but I think everyone's trying to make their cars. And I think that's the problem with these, with these, everything being a crossover is that they're not good at anything. It's not a good, it's not not a good truck because it's a car. It's not a good car because it's it's overweight. It's trying to be a truck. Um, So it just does everything mediocre rather than being really good at one thing. Yeah. So I just don't understand how all these car enthusiasts, like, they always rank that thing number one. Yeah. Like you, like if you wanted, like you said, if you want a race car, 
get get something get a race car or get get if you want something that can be a little sporty get a sports sedan or get get a two-seater yeah. i don't know like you're not buying a cx9 and hoping to drive sporty like stop ranking that shit number one for a three seat the three row suv yeah now what was I, the third row was the third row decent or was it not made for adults it, it wasn't made for adults okay and with it up i imagine it had zero cargo space back there there was a little bit um but because they raked the rear roof so much or the rear mm-hmm. hatch, you basically got half of the back to put something in. Because if you put it up any higher than that at the very edge, mm-hmm. the door hits it. <laughs> now, luckily, we, we kept that third road down for the most part. And I, I mean, I'll give it the credit. Like with the third road down as a two row SUV, it's super big for the back. Mm-hmm. But if I need a two row SUV, I'm probably going to go with something smaller. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it just doesn't make any sense. So like I, I the whole time I'm driving it, not that I'm mad. I mean, we ended up we were supposed to get something smaller, and they just kind of gave us something bigger because it's probably what they had. But I'm just like, I can't believe all these years I've been reading these reviews. I never really drove one, but I'm like, who would recommend this as a three row SUV? Like this is yeah. this is one this isn't what it should be about. So yeah, I, I don't I don't get it, but that's how some of these. I mean. I guess you're just trying to go for, well, I, I, you know, if you had, um, you know, a bunch of foodies come in and, and these guys are kind of like the car version of foodies, you know, they're not going to go and rate, um, you know, Popeye's fried chicken. Like they're going to want it to have like you know, all kinds of craziness and, you know, the presentation, like, but Popeye's fried chicken is good. Like, I like it. In fact, I prefer that than most foodie food. You know, in fact, I'd prefer that to all foodie food. <laughs> so that's the that's just who they're going. And I guess if that's the only feedback they're really paying attention to, then that's how they're the cars are going to come out. Yeah, and and then speaking of cars, we we finally got the Yukon back after I think it's been there for two months in the shop. <laughs> What's the final diagnosis? So they, uh, he um. I should know this. It was something stupid. He did he did a fuel induction service. Okay. So he basically just cleaned out the fuel system. Mm-hmm. And he cleaned out the math sensor and he, and he replaced the throttle body. Okay. Those were the three things that seemed to have fixed the 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 misfires. Okay. Which I I guess it it was going to come down to a fuel issue because it wasn't air, it wasn't a leak anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why he kind of just went ahead and did the fuel induction service. And it wasn't that expensive. I think it was like 250 bucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, outside of that, I guess we could have replaced some more O2 sensors, but basically he's like, look, man, I, I'm not showing any misfires on the computer. So he's like, why don't you take it from me before I do any more work and make sure it doesn't start up again. And then if everything goes good for like another month or two, when I take it back in for an oil change, I'll, I'll take it back in to get the steering, the upper steering shaft, the steering bearing, because that's what that's what the little clunkiness is, and okay. the front end. It's it's a real easy fix to do. And then um, I do have to get my oil pan gasket done, which unfortunately for that car you got to drop the drive shaft to do it. Oh, so the labor wise, it's a little bit costly. But while he's in there replacing the gasket. He's going to replace the oil pickup uh, uh, O-ring. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times with these, um, with this GMT 800s, the oil pickup tube ring uh, that's in the oil pan, they it basically, it's just like any other gasket. It wears down and it doesn't pick the oil up. So you lose oil pressure a little bit. Right. And so it does run a little bit low on oil pressure, but not like, I'm not like where some people are where they're like, so it's like 20, 40, 60. I'm probably just a little bit left of 40. Right. So it's not bad. Um, so I think he's going to do that job. And then I think mechanically I'm done. I don't mm. think there's anything else. May, maybe a rear, uh, a, either a rear diff or the rear, um, rear main seal, maybe. Okay. So it's one of those two, but it's not, that's not a big deal either. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as I don't get the misfire back, then I'm, mechanically i'm all right yeah. i'm back to fine i just got to fix some stuff on the seats like i gotta get 
I, the 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 butt or the back end of the front seat of the driver's seat doesn't go up and down like the front okay. part where my thighs are goes up and down mm-hmm. but not the back so i think i, I actually i'm going to just try and replace the switch or i'm going to hit it with some contact spray see if it's just a contact issue yeah um and then the front passenger seat has the same issue and then i got a little bit of a paint issue so it looks like there was like heavy scratches like someone almost took like a wire brush to it mm-hmm. or, or a brillo pad and like scuffed it up right above the uh right above the door windows like it's on the yeah. door but above the door window okay hmm. um so i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to take it to an auto detailer and see if they can do a little like paint correction okay and see if they can rather than doing like a full repaint job mm-hmm. um because a full repaint job you're looking like five grand and I, i'm yeah. not paying that I'll, I'll deal with the the messed up paint um so I'll, I'll see if he can fix that part and then um i called the original owner and i'll get to why in a minute but i uh, i asked him if he had the original hood because mm-hmm. right now there's that cow hood the cowl induction yeah. hood but i don't yeah. have a supercharger in that thing so it looks i'm just look like i feel like a jackass driving around with this hood right um, and uh he said yeah and I was like, oh, cool. Can I have it? He goes, well, what are you going to do with the, what are you going to do with the cow induction one? I was like, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'll just swap you for it. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing though. The cow induction, hood's like a $400 hood. Okay. So it, it's got more value than the regular hood, just mm-hmm. dollars. Wise. So I was like, all right, well, in order for me to get it back, to get it on, do all this other stuff, like it's, it'd be a hassle, right? I have to get someone out there to go with me. Put yeah. it on there, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'll tell you what. I was like, I'll do an even swap, but you got to help me put it on. You, you got to help me take the cow hood off and put the other one on. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I said, the one you've got, the original hood has got to be in pristine condition. I don't want like chips, dents, whatever. I don't want any right. rust parts. I, I want the, even the, the uh, insulation on the underside. I want that yeah. in good condition. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to get the original hood back on it. Um, and then the other two things I might try and do to this thing. One was the Android or Android, uh, uh, CarPlay and, or Android auto and, and Apple CarPlay wireless head unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll rip out the old, um, uh, backup camera. Cause right yeah. now it's just, it just kind of sits up on the dash with the camera so if i could put it all into one unit um i'll, I'll do that and then i might put on uh, a 20 inch set of rims okay we're on so there now 17s okay and it looks kind of bad like it not bad it just looks yeah whatever um <laughs> but it's a little it's a little bouncy on the ride and part uh-huh. of that reason is because the sidewall on this tire is huge like mm. it's really it's a soft huge sidewall it's made for a smoother ride yeah it's a it's a little too bouncy for me even on the highway mm-hmm. um, and so by going with uh, a smaller sidewall on a bigger rim it's not going to make it rough it should balance it out pretty well yeah and so yeah, i just the only thing with going to the bigger rims is that your tire cost kind of goes up a little bit um, yeah the good thing is though that the the ones like I go on I went on Facebook Marketplace. You got a lot of people that have takeoff rims, mm-hmm. so they literally have brand new tires and rims, mm-hmm. and because they replace theirs and they're just trying to look for they're just trying to get some money for the ones they took off. Yeah, so I, I can get brand new tires and on some on brand new rims and and they'll be oh, okay. GMCs and it it might be a little bit of a tight fit, mm-hmm. but from everything I've seen, I should be able to make it work. Yeah. The only thing they said is it might rub at full lock. Okay. But he's like, how often are you really going lock to lock? You know what I mean? You're, you're not going fast when you are. Right. So um, that's like when yeah. you're back into a spot or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Might get a so, little rub. But nothing, yeah. nothing's going to damage it. You know what I mean? No. No. Um, so what ended up happening the reason why he ended up going with the fuel induction, and this is this is why everything was kind of fucked up. Um, 
So originally he was going to get into the ECU to see what was actually going wrong with the misfires. Mm -hmm. And they, him and and his buddy couldn't get in with an HP tuner plug-in. They couldn't get in. They basically said the ECU is completely locked out. Like nobody was going to get in this thing. So I went, Oh, it looks like we're running out of time. Um, (laughs) That's all right. We can always restart it. Um, But I'll finish this part of it. Um, So essentially what happened was uh, with, I bought a new ECU so he could put it in and, and see how it ran and see if that was the problem. The problem was he put the new ECU in and then couldn't get the key to relearn. Okay. And I think that's because of the remote start system. Mm-hmm. So the remote start system probably disabled the pass key two system or pass key three system, which is what the engine immobilizer system, mm-hmm. which, which made it so that it couldn't relearn the key okay. on the new ECU because the remote starts screwing with the new ECU who doesn't know that there's a remote start on it and disabling the pass key two system. Right. So essentially he basically put the old ECU back in, did the induction service, did some other things, and it was running fine. So we just said, okay, let's leave it like this. I still have the new ECU. What I might do is I might rip out that uh, that system, that remote start system, and I might see what that can do mm-hmm. um, just to see if I can then relearn or do a key relearn because I only have one key, and I don't want that alarm system. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably just end up ripping it out anyway and then go back to original key fobs if I can. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can get a second key. So I'll have two keys, two key fobs. Yeah. But I got I to gotta rip out that system. So. Yeah. Does, does your wife ever drive this vehicle? Not yet. She hasn't tested it. <laughs> she likes riding in it, but she don't want to drive it yet. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks she thinks it's enormous. <laughs> Imagine we got in the uh, Yukon XL. <laughs> That's another part of the story. So like, my only issue with this thing is with the third row up, there is no room behind that third row. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you'd have trouble fitting anything back there because of those yeah. back row seats are like at an angle too. So it'd have to be yeah. like about, you know, 10 inches wide and maybe eight inches tall. And that's it. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, like when, when we had that Buick Enclave with the third row up, you had still a good amount of room in that behind the third row. It's mm-hmm. just much more usable like that. Um, yeah. But a Yukon XL would do the same. But it, it's one of those things where I got now that I've got it back, as long as it drives fine, I got to make a decision. Do I keep it? Mm-hmm. Or do I sell it and get either an XL or like a Bu- another Buick Enclave? Hmm. That's going to be the decision that we eventually yeah. have to make. So. The problem is I really like I love this version of the of the Yukons and the Tahoe. I just thought they were awesome. So it's like it's kind of like not like a bucket list car, but like I'd be giving it up just as I got it. <laughs> yeah. So I'd I keep, I w- I'd keep it for a while unless you're able to get an XL or a Suburban that was the same you know same body style. The thing is now you've gotten everything done to it. Why would you want to go and go through all that shit again? Yeah, I know. You know you've already yeah. done it. So yeah, speaking of cars, um, my middle son went on a camping trip with uh, some friends of ours that have a tow behind um, trailer, like RV type trailer thing. So my wife and I were, and I know you have one. My wife and I were, you know, talking about like how there could could be a you know a use for that for us, and we always said like. You know, I had always said that if I had money to spend on a on a uh, vehicular toy, that it would be a boat. But being at this baseball tournament all weekend, it would have been nice to to bring an RV up there and during the gap in games, like just go hang out at the RV. You know, um, so and then for a swim, you know, as the kids start doing like travel sports, like you know just take that rather than getting hotels and things like that. Or even but something, you know, the, ho- now the hotel stuff on a travel on a trip is fun because the kids play and the parents hang out. But um, for something where you had a baseball field or outside all day, the RV would be a nice thing to have. So 
you know, I, I don't know. We were kicking the idea around. Um, the trailers are a lot cheaper, but you need to have a truck to tow it. And the type of trailer that we would want to get, we would need to get a super duty truck, which even a basic one, you know, and I'm a big fan of used vehicles. I don't know if I want to get used vehicle. I don't have to tow stuff and who knows what the other guy was towing with it. So, but you know, for a, a decently equipped super duty truck with a diesel, you're looking at 70, 80 grand. Add that to 30. Well, now I might as well just get a class A. But well, yeah, you're talking used. I mean, 70 for a used diesel. Yeah. 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 You know, new, we're looking at 85, 90, then 30 grand for the trailer. Um, well, crap. Yeah. Now I'm at, at you know, over 100,000, and I can get a nice class A for, for that price. You so. can. You can. Yeah. So we got, we got a class A gas. We don't have a diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because ours sits more than, than most. And so it's like the worst thing you could do for a diesel is let it sit. Yeah. Cause it like, doesn't it get like condensation in the gas lines or something like that. So diesels like to run diesels have a bunch of, so th- diesels naturally burn oil and the fuel has a lubricative property to it. Okay. Diesel diesel motor fuel does. So there's a bunch of seals and O-rings. It's a high-pressure system. So, you know, the fuel system's high-pressure. So it likes to have fuel running through it to stay. And when it sits, there's no fuel running through it. it everything in there dry rots. So um, diesels like to run. That's why like you have those places that have like big diesel generators. They run them you know, uh, once a week. To yeah. so everything stays. Now you're gonna drive out to your R, to your RV once a week and start it and run it for a half hour. You know, so um, yeah, they they like to they like to run. And then with a diesel truck, as cool as it would be to have, what would I use it for aside from towing? The, like that's that's the other like. What am I gonna do with it? You know, so. You can always go with a super duty gas truck, though, if you really needed to. I don't know if it won't tow as much, but uh, it all depends on where you're going to go to. Like, if you're going to try and go through the mountains, yeah, you'd want a diesel. Um, but yeah, you're right though. So, like, we've taken our gasser. I mean, we're not driving through like you know Skyline Drive or the Appalachian Mountains, but we can go down 81 mm-hmm. and, and be fine. Yeah. Um, and the other thing like you'd want to consider, I guess, is because you got three boys. Yep. And one is probably, you know, bigger than your average bear a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's yep. only and he's only growing. They're know. only get, all three of them are only getting bigger. Yeah. I mean, your oldest one's like gonna be like eight foot tall by the time yeah. he's thirteen, you know. <laughs> um so yeah, with three boys that so this is what I would consider. Um because now they make class A's with a bed that drops down over the captain's chairs, kind of mm-hmm. like what the class C's do. Yeah. So the class C's got the, the bunk over the cab. Um, class A's are the flat fronts. Mm-hmm. B, B's are like your camper vans that all the, that all the uh, uh, hipsters want. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say this, it's, it's as far as towing goes, if you're a truck towing, I'm, big motor room even if you got like a dually and you got the fifth wheel with the gooseneck that hooks into the bed mm-hmm. you're still you're, you're pulling the heavier item yeah um, whereas if you if you have the class a you can pull a, like a three to four thousand pound vehicle behind it mm-hmm. and you don't even know it's there yeah um but with you having the boys um, cause I, I've got two girls, so it's pretty easy for me to take, make two beds without the overhead bunk. Mm-hmm. But if you've got the three boys, yeah, everyone says, Oh, get the bunk beds. They're great. Well, the bunk beds take up a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you got a couch that pulls out into a sofa, you get the dinette that pulls out into it, that lowers into a bed. And then you got the bunk over the, over the captain's chairs that's that lowers down. Mm-hmm. Now you got three actual beds for the boys. Plus you and you, you and your wife have got the bed all the way in the back for you. 
Yeah. So everyone's got an actual bed, so everyone will sleep. They're not uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and you just and the other thing is you got more room when you're driving down the road. Like in a truck, if you got the three boys in the back of the truck, they're know, just they're just hanging out there. Or it's okay now they're too big, so I'll drive the truck and tow the trailer, and then Lindsay will follow behind in the minivan. Like we're, I'm not trying to take a convoy of vehicles to a place, right? You know, so I'd rather, and that's what that's what. Uh, our friends had to do because um, their truck was having some issues and there, something was going on. So they actually took the truck, the trailer and their minivan out with them. And it's like, that's a lot of vehicles to be going. And, and the cool thing is like with a class a everyone's all together in the same vehicle, the kids, you know, sit on the couch and put the TV on. I don't care. Right. You know, watch a game. What like, mind do? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, they they put a movie on, or yeah. or ones in the way back in the bed, mm-hmm. you know, reading a book on, on a bed, lounging. The other ones on the couch watching the TV. Yeah, or 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 if they want to eat something, they get something out of the fridge. They're sitting down at the dinette. Yeah, my wife can get up and move around. If any of them got a pee, that go to the bathroom. Just go in the bathroom. We're, yeah, we're, as long as I don't have to pee. Right, <laughs> like at that point, you're you're the only limitation on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't pee and drive at the same time. That's a danger to everybody. I think, yeah. Well, yeah. Just get up and 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 walk to the back. Hey, ho- hold this. But you, <laughs> but if you had autopilot, that'd be awesome. I know it would be great. <laughs> so, ooh, what is this? Um. So, one of the good things is, so I, I think next year like early next year, I think dealers are going to be hurting for sales. Oh yeah. And then I was talking to my uncle who's in the mortgage industry. He thinks mortgage rates are going to come back into like the four and a half range. Okay. So, but he thinks it's either next year or the year after, but he doesn't think this mortgage because with an RV, especially a class a you finance like a house, it's a mortgage. It's like a 20 year, it's like a 20 year mortgage on this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, actually, you get a tax write off on the interest and the mortgage and the insurance too. You you can write all that off. Um, but so I, I think the time to buy. I think right now you're still getting dealers that think things are flying off the shelf, right? And I I, I think they're going to get hit hard by these interest rates. And um, I I think once the interest rates come back down. I think that's when it's going to be the right time to hop on it. Cause I think dealers are going to have a huge stock of inventory because they're already starting to backlog now because the 2024s are coming out. It's just like the car dealer lots, right? They're, they're start, they're trying to get rid of the 2023s. Um, but they still have people that had them on order. So they're, they're kind of getting rid of those as they come in, but they, mm-hmm. I, I know the manufacturers are pressing these dealers to keep buying and they're okay. like, and they're like, no, I don't want to buy them because I can't get rid of them all. Right. So I think at some point they're going to have too many RVs on their lots. So I think that's going to push prices down a little bit and never mind the fact when you do, when you go to an RV dealership, you can get almost 30% off the sticker. If you guys are really looking, I'd say start looking probably, early spring maybe yeah see where everything is yeah because you know and the thing is like because i don't want like the financing of them like because you can kind of treat them like uh like the the terms are longer it's not you're not doing like your typical five-year auto loan on it you know it's more of a like what is it 15 years you can stretch them out for Um, it depends on the model year i mean if you do if you get one within like three years old you can i think you can do 20 years Wow, yeah. And then um, you can write the interest off on your taxes because yep. it counts as a second home. So, yep. you know. And then for, um, but then for you guys, because if you do travel, one, it's going to be more comfortable. I mean, it, I, get, I mean, you guys travel in the minivan, so it might not be like a whole lot more comfortable. But when you go, you're not having like you don't have to cram everybody into a hotel room either. Like everybody's got a yeah. bed. Um, yeah. And like you said, with sports, so like we did the same thing when my daughter was playing field hockey last fall. 
she had two games on a Sunday. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, feel hockey is usually always on a Sunday, which sucks because I'd like to watch some football. Yeah. Um, but so we went up there. They played the first game. I think it was like 10 o'clock and her next mm-hmm. game wasn't till like two or three. Okay. So we took that RV. We literally we went into the high school parking lot, put the jacks down, slides out, and we literally barbecued until the next game. And we had the TV on uh, watching football outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one probably wanted to leave the uh, no one probably wanted to leave the the RV to go watch a field hockey game when they're watching football. I know. I think so. the girls probably the girls probably got all stiff and like they're they were sitting around. It was like, well, I mean, they're going to be sitting around anyway. Might as well make it enjoyable for everybody. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's something definitely something to look at. And, you know, even if, you know, say I was driving down to Wilmington, I might, we have a place to stay, but I might be tempted to take it, you know, just for that trip and then stop and maybe get down to Myrtle and stay in one of those campgrounds by the beach. And then, you know, I can always throw the in-laws in it, you know, and drive down and, you know, uh, so something to, because you know, the boys like okay, you guys should be uncomfortable for for a day. You'll live. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and I have two vehicles. I could probably flat tail with it anyway. Because well, no, the the fusion I couldn't because it's all wheel drive. But the the uh, I could probably flat tow the van behind it if I wanted to. I don't. Th- so Toyotas, you can't flat tow. No, all right, it's so Ameri- to get- You got to get an American made car. Okay. Um, unless it, I mean, if it's manual transmission, you can flat tow pretty much anything, but. Um, like a Chevy Equinox, Jeep Cherokee, um, any of the big Lambda platform GMs like the Traverse, the the Enclave, mm-hmm. they can be flat towed. Um, there's there's like actually there's a guide they put it every year and tells you every flat towable car that that there was that was made. Mm-hmm. Um, Honda used to make the CRV and that was a real popular flat towable car, but they th- that's not flat towable anymore. So you got to get oh, a year really? that it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you need, like, if you need something big, then they they've got some big cars you can flat tow if you like that Lambda platform. Which I mean, like I said, we had a we had a Buick Enclave years ago. We loved it until the engine blew up, and you know. Right. <laughs> now, but can it, you can you use a dolly if you wanted to? You could, but it's a pain in the ass. It's just another thing you got to store. Um, mm. and, and then like when you get there. You can kind of leave it behind the RV, but it's just kind of, eh, you know, you, you see very few people dolly tow nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, they just kind of go with it and, and either get a flat towable car or, um, or they're pulling their, their fifth wheel with their super duty F850 or whatever it's called. Well, I saw a, it was a Prevost class A and they were flat towing a, ram 2500 behind it yeah. and they had a golf cart in the bed of the ram uh-huh. but i've even seen dudes towing a boat with their rv yeah I, so, i've seen with those buses those diesel pushers man i've seen someone pulling a full-blown enclosed trailer and then something behind that like they're yeah. trip, like it's like a triple it's like they're literally towing the convoy yeah it's a train like that can't be safe because the, the person that's driving that thing doesn't have to have a CDL either. Oh no, it could just be whoever. Yeah, <laughs> just some they random... let me drive. They let me drive one. Right. That, that's how not safe that is. Yeah, yeah. So and um, don't those big those big motor coach? Uh, they're they have air brakes, don't they? Yep. If it's a diesel, it's got air brakes. Yeah. And you want to know why it doesn't need a CDL? It's because it doesn't have the dual axles in the back. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got so, dual axles in the back, you got to have a CDL. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. if it's got the single axle in the back, no CDL. Yeah. It's funny though, because I had a CDL way, way back in the day. And uh, for you need to get an air brake endorsement to, to <laughs> operate a vehicle with air brakes. And it's like, hmm, you know, but uh, if you're, so if you're just driving a, whatever type of truck it has air brakes you need an endorsement but if you're driving your prevost 53 foot long uh motor coach class a rv with air brakes you're good <laughs> don't need it yeah so big difference right yeah 
with no yeah, difference. Definitely. With no difference at all. I will say this: the one nice thing about the diesel pushers is that you can go to any truck stop and get gas. Mm-hmm. If you're in a gasser, there at a truck stop, there aren't dedicated gas lanes for the most part. Okay. So you got to go where all the other cars go. Mm. And unfortunately, with all these convenience stores, a lot of the gas pumps are perpendicular to the convenience store. Yeah. Rather than parallel. Now, mm-hmm. parallel, you can pull in and out pretty easily. Yeah. But if they're perpendicular and you got to face towards the convenience store, yep. if anyone's parked in front of the convenience store, now you got to wait for them to leave so you can pull out. And you get yeah. like you need enough room, especially if you've got a car behind you because you can't back up. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're if you're flat towing that car, you can't back up. It'll right. jack off like that. Oh so, yeah. Because it's relatively short. Yeah. So um yeah, I learned the to- backing a short trailer is infinitely harder than backing a long trailer. So I can't, I can't uh, back up the tractor to to uh to drag the, the softball fields because I keep jackknifing <laughs> it on my way out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny. I have that problem too, dragging the baseball field and I'm like trying to back out and get it, you know? So like the one at, uh, at Arnold park, because that's usually where we play and you guys play there too. Yeah. Like I pull it out and I'm like trying to get it out and then I'll end up, uh, you know, I'll end up jackknifing it. So, I found that I can go left, like back it up, like so the trailer's going back up the hill. I have to drive to the bottom and make a big U-turn <laughs> and go back up. <laughs> and it doesn't have power steering, so it's even harder. And then like my belly's in the way of the steering wheel. Mine too, yeah. I'm, and I'm tall, so it's like hard to like you know, I have the kids that kids always want to like ride in that damn thing. So yep. it gets it gets to be a bit of a uh, of a pain. You're just like no, you can't ride it. And I got, I can't pull the thing back. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, who knows? But, so what are, are you guys done with vacations for the year? Or you guys got one more? No, we're just going to, we're going to go back down to uh, see her parents. Cause we went down there in, uh, we were down there, I guess two, three weeks ago. Um, we're going to go back down. We made to the beach at all. While we were down there, we did. We did a lot of stuff with, uh, like, you know, I kind of helped get some hang TVs and do things like that. So, uh, you know, they got a. Re- I, I went out and we bought a a, a garage uh, refrigerator. Um, so, you know, doing you know we just pretty much like moving in stuff we did. So this time we're gonna go back down uh, and try to do some more fun stuff. So, so you're for, you're a forced labor is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was worth it cuz I came home with a 75-inch TV. So um, There ain't nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, so cuz uh my father-in-law had bought it when he was when they were in New York and ended up when they moved to the new house it it was it's just too big. So he gave it to me. I brought it home and I put the 75 in my living room and now there's a 65 in my basement. So so you sent me a picture. Could you yeah. you and I you and I were having the conversation? We're like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna be too big for the room. Yeah. It is not. No, no. I could I could probably do 85 in that room. Um, I think. And now that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to put an 85 inch <laughs> TV in there. Because <laughs> we've had this conversation before. You're you're more the guy that wants like the perfect picture and all the settings and stuff. I just want the biggest possible TV I can get for the least amount of money. <laughs> right. so, I just want it to be huge <laughs> because I, I can't tell. Go ahead. Like, I can't tell the difference between 4K OLED and all this. Like, nope. But I can tell the difference between a 55 and a 75. I can tell that difference right off the break. <laughs> there was a guy who did a YouTube video and he and he recorded different parts of it in different resolutions. Mm-hmm. And his his basic premise was the naked eye can't tell the difference between 720p, 1080p, and 4K. And so mm-hmm. basically what he did was he says, I'm going to run this video and I want you to guess when it's when it's 720, when it's 1080, and when it's 4K. I got maybe one thing right. Okay. On, on a 4K version of it. Mm-hmm. The rest of it I got completely wrong. <laughs> 
And he's right. You, your eyes can't, your eyes, the human eyes can't really perceive the difference um, during most viewing type sessions. Right. right. Um, so, and, and the funny part is, so like we, a couple of years ago, we bought that 55 inch OLED that we put on the, the family room wall. Uh-huh. And then, and then last year we got the 65 inch, like l- lower end high sense TV with, uh, with that Google TV interface. And I gotta be honest, like that 65 inch out in the garage, mm-hmm. it looks, it looks good to me. Like I can't really tell. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed, I mean, it's, it's supposedly a 4k TV, but what do I know? I mean, I can't right. really tell. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I don't, I don't know what mine are. I really don't. Um, I can probably look like go into settings and see, but, and how much, broadcast like I, I, the stuff that's coming out how much of it is, is in 4k that's the other thing I, I, barely, barely any of it is yeah May, so, maybe the sports but i doubt it yeah especially on the streaming platforms it's just for the amount of bandwidth a 4k stream would take up let alone the processing power the the providers would need to process that and then right process it for how many X thousands of people, I, I think that'd be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, but they've got video compression software that probably can do it. But mm-hmm. to be honest, for for most people, if you put it out there in 1080p, but you did 60 frames per second, the frames per second is probably the more valuable bit of that. Yeah. Because especially with sports, because a lot of people like people can imagine if you watch the NFL on, on your TV and the quarterback makes a throw like out wide, like out past the hash marks to a receiver or, or mm-hmm. down the field and the cameras following it. It looks kind of like they call it artifacting where you see multiple balls. It's not, it doesn't look like a fluid motion for the ball. Yeah. It, it looks like there's multiple balls and you can kind of see it bouncing across the screen a little bit. So that's the frames per second. And generally it's in Europe, they do 25 and 50 frames per second, but the U S we use 30 and 60 frames per second, Mm -hmm. 60 frames per second. The smoothness of the video, especially for sports is so much better. Right. Like I I would rather watch a 720p resolution with 60 frames per second than watch 4k with 25, 25 frames per second because the 4k one's just going to look choppy. So. Yeah, and the and it gets real bad with hockey because it's moving so fast. Yes, hundred percent. Like, yeah, you'll see the puck moving across. Now these these you know flat paddle TVs, you know they're and you know the HD is almost it's like it's made hockey so much better than watching mm-hmm. it on the old boob tube. But it gets pretty. The, your frame rate has to be up because you'll see that it looks like it's you know it looks like the old Fox Track puck, but it's not. It's just the 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 you know the goofy artifact of artifacting of the the puck moving so fast so yeah but all right man um i think we hit most of the stuff we'll get back on track yeah. probably next week yeah uh, maybe hit maybe hit something a little more serious than than our vacations <laughs> yeah vac- vacations and rvs and baseball so um, i could probably talk i could probably talk rvs for like for at least an hour well, see, I, I like them because they're vehicles, so I can I can get into it that way. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I like anything with an engine. We so. we were actually we thought about even possibly trading our Zen. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were thinking about going from a Class A to a Super C. Okay. Uh, the Super Cs are like it's a a lot much larger Class C with a diesel engine in it. Is it like a Freightliner chassis almost? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Um. Then I saw the price of them. <laughs> like I think that the least expensive one I saw was like two hundred twenty-five grand. Right. I'm like, well, no. then you start you start getting the crazy crazy things. Like, to- have you ever seen a toter home? No, it's not. Okay, so dudes that do like drag racing will get them. Um, so it'll be a a super C RV, but then you tow essentially a car trailer behind it an enclosed car trailer yeah 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 so 
Yeah, so it's got it pretty much it looks like a semi truck. They're they're insane. Yeah. How big these things are. Um I've seen I've seen some of those. I didn't know what they were yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called though. Yeah. Yeah. So they're big. Um it's pretty cool. But uh yeah, toter homes or toy haulers, you know. Uh but I don't know, I might need it more. I'll be coaching more baseball. I'm I'm actually coaching the uh, nine U travel team this year, so that should be fun. <laughs> we, we've actually, we've actually got our softball tournament coming up in two weeks. We start, okay. we start practice Sunday, mm-hmm. so we'll see how we do. I got, I don't understand all the rules. So, like with softball, they've got this thing called the the DP and the flex. Okay, and I don't know what the heck that means. So essentially, from what I understand, the DP. Can only play one can play one defensive position, but they don't bat. The flex player bats for the DP, so it's almost like a designated fielder and a designated hitter, and they essentially take up one spot in the lineup because one of them doesn't hit. And then I found hmm. out, and, and then I found out it's like apparently. So if I if I only I only play nine players in the field. But I can have eleven players bat. So okay. I can have two girls that aren't playing in the field in my batting lineup. Yeah, got- so that's how the that's how baseball was. They you bat the whole you bat the whole roster, but only nine of them play in the field. But here's the weird thing: I got twelve girls on the roster. Mm-hmm. So do I not? Am I not able to play one girl at all? I, I don't know. Like I, so we're, I, I've, I'm actually so. Luckily, we have someone within the organization who's done this before, mm-hmm. and she and so I, I was like, I got about two weeks before this tournament. I got to find out how this works because, like, I don't want to hand my lineup card, and the guy's like, "Okay, well, where's the rest of your lineup?" Right? Or who's your DP and who's your flex? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that sounds goofy to me, dude. It, I, <laughs> I, we've had to do so much reading between me, and my wife, the other coach. We're like, we don't remember because we didn't have a DP and a flex for league play in the pony right. league. It, it, that wasn't part of it. So yeah. we're trying to learn it all now. Hmm. Yeah, but, that's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm in the break between the end of uh, tournament season and fall ball. So um, the oldest will be playing fall, you know, and then the middle will be since he's the nine U kid, he'll be on the nine U travel team because there wasn't going to be one, but I'm only doing it for a year because there's a guy that wants to do it, but he's going to be away. Uh, he's going to be deployed for a year. So once he comes back, I'm just heading it back over to him. So um, do you but, have your tryouts this Thursday? Uh, there's not enough player. There's, we had just have enough players to make a team. So there's not going to be a tryout. <laughs> uh, I was asking, I got to go pick up a first aid kit from a guy who's coaching. He's doing a tryout for his team. Oh, okay. So I got I got to yeah. meet him there, and I'm going to pick up the first aid kit in case we got blood or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Luckily, luckily, one of the assistant coaches is an actual doctor. So okay, I won't have to. De- I won't have to deal with blood. Right, you're good. What? Uh, where's your tournament? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got a cut on my elbow. Boom. Yeah. Just, oh. I'm out. <laughs> what are those? So, what are those? Go- those goats that just fall over when they're scared. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 this term it's it's either it's either like twenty minutes north or like forty minutes west. They haven't picked a. a I guess, the whole tournament has like seven different divisions. Okay, and so they're spreading out the divisions amongst like three different parks. So I, we don't know which one we're going to yet. Okay, yeah, we we just we did one in Linthicum, Ferndale, which is actually really nice fields up there. I'd never been there before, mm-hmm. and then we did another one in Ellicott City. Um. And the the boys they they violated my rule of tournaments, which is if you're going to lose, lose early, lose the first game, so we can get uh, so we can get our day back. But um, they decided to win the first game, which is cool for them. Um, but then they proceeded to get stomped in the championship game, and there's a two hour break in the middle. So, but they were never getting beaten enough, beaten bad enough to get mercy ruled. So I was like, <laughs> and then I'm sitting there. And, because I keep score, like I'm always right behind the right behind home plate with the um with the umpire. I get to know him, and I'm like, 
Hey, Blue, let's make that strike zone a little bigger, huh? <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> maybe, like it's over his head. It's over his head. Strike. <laughs> maybe uh, next episode we'll be able to give an update for both of them. Um, yeah. But for now, we want to thank uh, Cheers and Spirits for sponsoring this episode. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, leave a comment if you also have a good uh, travel ball story or travel uh, RV story. And we will see you next week.